so we have Jana Vakil here with us today unlike most people you've made your money by customizing sneakers and i'm happy to have you here on so what's next bro oh uh, thank you for having me how did you get started in this like customizing sneakers oh uh, so i actually started as a painting like painted customs uh, started in about 2016 2017 okay. just got a airbrush some paints completely ruined a pair of dunks and uh, yeah i started doing that got better at it and then after i graduated i came across you know i mean i always used to follow this guy called the shoe surgeon okay he's out in la yeah and he is a specialist in deconstructing and reconstructing popular silhouettes so like jordan ones air force ones dunks etc and like having followed him he also runs like courses to learn what he does but out in the uk and uh, i was out in the uk he was out in the us and it was super expensive just to do a one week long course so having graduated i came across london seeker school and their courses were a lot more affordable a lot more accessible being in the uk so i took the chance because i wasn't really doing anything because you know graduated and covid and just sitting at home yeah yeah so as an engineer i didn't i was 100% sure i wasn't going to get into engineering after doing the 3 3 years of that as i bas ho gaya so yeah i found london sneaker school and did a week long course absolutely loved it made a pair of air max ones and i just knew like this is what i want to get into bro that's firstly very interesting that's what like the entire podcast ka point is hmm. that after graduation whoever is confused or in their yeah, college whoever is yeah. confused what do they need to do so you're like the perfect guest firstly secondly tell me this that how do you even do it like i've seen one of your videos where you break the entire shoe down to its soul right, right. then you start building it up again right so what is the entire process like uh, so i'll i'll yeah. use the shoe as an example um we start off with buying a like donor pair it's called okay so that's the pair that you take the sole from the sole has to be an original nike or an adidas or whatever that you're reconstructing right so the sole you take off you take the complete original upper off and that's your base now the upper can be constructed however you want like whatever choice of leather you want any design changes like we have the sushir yeah completely change the look of it and then put it back onto the sole i mean that sort of makes it a custom as opposed to making it like a like counterfeit or a right. replica is because we use a original nike sole and we're customizing the upper on top of that sole so basically just giving it a new look now people yeah, usually yeah. do it with paints and mm-hmm. either stitching i know right. you do it with stitching but can right. you tell me why do you do it with stitching and not with the paints so um i tried obviously i tried doing the whole painted customs yeah, thing initially yeah, for I'm a sure. couple years and i eventually very early on noticed that the paints don't last i mean even if you use the best quality paints and there's a brand called angelus that is pretty much synonymous with all customizers and even their paints if you use the shoe daily or even weekly it's going to like the paint is going to chip off like you know shoes are very common you get scuffs even your own foot rubbing against one yeah it, it, it's going to yeah. scuff so like having noticed that i thought what's the point of putting all that time and effort into customizing it with paint for it to just rub off in After a year or two yeah. years 
so like the next step to that is can you make a shoe that lasts forever and the only way to do that is to completely customize the upper by stitching it you use premium leathers where it's been like wedge tanned or chrome tanned where you know the finish of it is going to last like it's going to last the test of time no matter how much you use it and eventually even like these sort of shoes when they age they eventually look better than when they are brand new it's like fine wine yeah like exactly like if like this leather if you see um so that's like natural crushed leather okay. that this kind of leather will um it will age as you use it and like every time you step out and it will catch some like dirt or dust or yeah. oil or something and it'll just get a little darker a little like richer in color correct and like that's the but if it's like a white sneaker like if i have customized it into something white yeah. so it will still look like better as it ages over i mean a white sneaker i think like will look great for the first wear yeah and then it's going to be a like you Correct. know white Diminishing air force ones are like famous for being good for one wear and then it's just creased and it's yeah but i mean it's still i feel like if it was if it was painted white as opposed to being white leather it's you go, you're going to see the difference correct correct bro i mean i want to ask you this only that why are the air force ones the most popular like sneakers even if after people know that after one wear it's diminishing in value in terms of the color and in terms of the everything material all that yeah, yeah. so then why do people still prefer that i mean it's firstly it's one of if not the most iconic like silhouette that nike has ever made hmm so and it's for it being that iconic it's cheap and it's readily available like it's 7 of 8k okay and you get it at the store at the nike so you don't have to pay resale most of the time so it makes it makes it accessible as a sneaker to customize it's a great blank canvas to work on right and it's the most i think preferred sneaker that people wanted yeah. customized yeah, right yeah, yeah. so that you get the most demands for that uh not for handmade stuff okay for handmade stuff uh, i mean maybe it's because it's india there's a massive demand for jordans like yeah specifically jordan ones uh but yeah people it, the main silhouettes are you have the dunks mainly low uh the jordan one high or low okay and you have the air force one that's your main three silhouettes like in demand and they are the your, easiest ones to customize or what uh in terms of like painted or handmade 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 or uh, fairly yeah all three because if you look at the shoe side by side if you put the jordan one dunk and air force one it's almost identical like they're all um they all boils down to two constructions in shoe making it's the oxford or the derby Okay. Any shoe you see will come down to either being one of the two, and I mean there are like reasons for that. Okay. If you want me to go into the details no, of yeah. shoe making, <laughs> but yeah, I mean when you see a Air Force One and a Dunk and a Jordan One, the Jordan One and the Dunk is a standard Derby construction construction, and the Air Force One is your standard Oxford construction. Okay. It's all pretty basic. Hmm. In, the way it's made so bro now let's look at it as a business okay 
for example let's look at it customizing sneakers from a painting point of view mm-hmm. and a stitching point of view right. now my guess is that paints take a little less time compared yeah. to stitching yeah. it right let's say you have a business where you have multiple people who come in or uh, every day and they want something customized so would you rather have it like painted and just give it to them make money quick money off of it um after 2 years you know they'll come back again after mm-hmm. wears and tears or would you genuinely want to have something where it's uh everyday people are coming in you're giving them the customized version in terms of the stitching version of it yeah. like this and then they basically are happy for like um you know like 5 years or let's say 3 4 years and then they come back but you, but you will make less money off of it yeah so what would you rather have i mean i i didn't really get into this for the money in the first place like yeah. for me it was a passion project but many people do many people do yeah of course like if If you are looking to make money I wouldn't suggest you get into this. Okay. <laughs> like like from personal experience I'm saying this like it's a massive investment at least the shoe making the painting it anyone can do it you go get paints get a shoe some brushes and acetone and you can customize the shoe. Yeah. Like the investment there isn't very high. Here you're getting machines you're getting tools you're getting leather all of that with no guarantee of the orders or anything. but the profit margin is much better i mean it depends like because it's art is all subjective like someone one artist might be charging a paint like artist who paints he might yeah. be charging probably the same as what i'm charging for a handmade sneaker right right because he probably values his art more than other people value their but so, okay so now let's say you did one with sonu sood right so how much did you make of that so i mean it was fairly early and um, that was just my way of marketing my brand so it was almost like a gift okay for him okay but then if let's say you would have sold it to him it's not right. a gift right. right and if you're like still early but he mm. actually wanted it from you how much would yeah. you take off it uh i mean for the pair that i gave him which was a air jordan high or uh, air jordan one high that would be 55000 and if you're like fairly like good in the game like you know a lot of time Yeah, I mean, if you're established yeah. and um, you know you have a steady stream of loyal customers coming in, and you have that presence, you have that dominance in the industry, like the shoe surgeon. There are like few names who everyone doing what I do know, and they know like they're at the top, yeah. which is the shoe surgeon is at the top. Yeah, there's uh, one guy in Hong Kong called Zyler. Okay, and um, maybe this uh, one man in. Um, Amsterdam in Holland he he's called Vice okay so these three guys like these three guys who have been following the most they are at the top of the game and when you get there you can charge 5000 6000 7000 for one pair and you know people are going to pay for that because it's again it then it gets to the point where it's hype yeah like how we talk about resellers like selling shoes for the hype purpose yeah. of it When you get to that stage, it's about hype, and then it's like I think an unlimited source of money that you can get exactly. just because of your art. Exactly, and it's on you. It's not on the other corporation that's yeah. selling yeah. the shoe or who owns the shoe, mm-hmm. right? So, in India, whom do we have? Like I think it's Chaitanya Dixit. In terms of customizers, yeah, yeah he's probably the biggest. Um, there are quite a few like really good artists doing custom work on sneakers. Uh, in Mumbai, you have. Uh, Brushlo I think that's her name that's her Instagram name uh there's Courtside uh quite a few people like doing painted like really good painted costumes so 
bro like this is crazy money as far as mm-hmm. i think from an outsider perspective if i'm customizing shoes i know initially i think anywhere you go you're going to take in a heavy investment into yeah, it yeah. but after that if you if people know you through whatever instagram i think is your main source mm-hmm. of marketing mm-hmm. in this after that i think you're set right yeah. and do you think like this in a 15 year 20 year down the line gig that you can do yeah i feel like we haven't even um, that's like the point has, yeah we haven't even started like this is just the cream on top like we haven't yeah no but that's the thing like i don't think people understand the value of customizing more than the value of just getting like a, a shoe that's already made and yeah, just wearing yeah. it like if i'm a consumer i would rather have a customized version of the shoe even if it's expensive mm-hmm. rather than just buying a jordan and just wearing them like it is just like 100 other people are doing exactly you know? so i mean this is something that we are seeing in the uk us europe and obviously india is in the sneaker industry is lagging maybe like 3 yeah. 4 years maybe 5 years so i'm seeing this like out in lss where i was london sneakers yeah school, london right? sneakers school, yeah. yeah so um they are booming right now because people are tired of the basic you know the regular dunks and jordans that everyone is wearing yeah so they have realized this like there is a massive opportunity in the market for people to wear like to buy custom sneakers and everything which is why there are people starting this every day like out there and it's only a matter of time when india also like that bubble will burst yeah where people will realize ke like what's the point of you think like, that the reseller market will die 100% it's already dying like out in the uk europe uh, yeah, in the it west is? it's all yeah like the lost and founds the this massive release of the chicago one the lost and found yeah it i don't know i think it retailed for like what 18k 17k something out in the uk i was getting pairs for like 25k 30k like this is supposed to be the holy grail shoe yeah, that yeah. that's the first yeah. shoe right that michael jordan wore yeah, yeah yeah so i mean there's barely any there was barely any resell on it in oh. like right after the release whereas here obviously people were still selling it for 45 50k so that's the gap like bro i mean it's crazy so even when i look at it from the company perspective like let's take nike and mm-hmm. adidas you know like and now let's get rid of the resellers it's just the company and the consumer okay they know that people would want customized shoes right and they i think they've started to do that as well i think if you go to the nike store and you pick a shoe you yeah, you have the option yeah. to customize it so what is the difference what they do and what you as an as an artist can do for the consumer so um, this is what i always tell uh, my clients like or not clients like the, when we had had events and exhibitions and everything they say like you know why should i like buy the shoe from you like i always tell them you know go to nike and tell them ki i want this leather i want this swoosh like this i want this they'll ask you to like fuck off fuck off like they're not going to entertain that yeah what does nike entertain nike will they have this um platform called like nike id or nike by you yeah they have the range of products where they allow limited customizations like they will allow you to you know choose what color of leather or fabric you want and everything and you know color of sole and stuff like that but it 
limited and you can't mess with the silhouette at all you can't change the swoosh you can't make the tongue longer or you can't like add multiple pattern pieces you, they won't allow you to do I that i can't have three swooshes on the exactly shoe. Okay. yeah they will allow you to change the color and leather up to a certain limit and that's it but if i want something more than that i come to you exactly right yeah okay got it okay so now tell me like um we spoke about before shooting we spoke about the uh, materials that these guys use right and a lot of these guys have started using gone to sustainability like using mm-hmm. ocean plastic right. adidas right. does it um i think most of them there's a thing called as vegan sneakers also right now so bro firstly explain to me what are vegan sneakers why is it like why is there hype around it right now that's coming in from mainly yeah. the us europe yeah. uk you know whatever so i mean with vegan sneakers i mean there's this wave of you know sustainability and um more like self awareness of what you're buying and everything so people are they want to buy um like vegan sneakers so that like they think it's more ethical i mean fair enough it's like their opinion but um you have to know what exactly you're buying in terms of vegan sneakers if you're just buying artificial leather synthetic leather sneakers then what you're actually just buying is plastic shoes and that's not helping <laughs> the the environment any more than what like, are you using yeah, currently what are you using like if you think you're better off buying plastic shoes over leather shoes then you're very wrong because that's way more sustainable bro what is like pineapple leather and all that thing so um yeah i mean like brands are pushing the the boundaries with you know using plant based leathers okay. so pineapple leather cactus leather coconut leather and i mean that's a great move i feel like it could go somewhere and it could really be a massive um, thing for the leather industry or the leather goods and shoes industries but as of now i still feel they haven't achieve the right level of quality and durability with these products plus they still use plastic in producing these leathers it's not 100% plant based so any leather that you buy pineapple leather or coconut leather it will have a percentage of plastic in it so i mean maybe in the future 100% i feel like with materials being in like innovation and everything I I'm sure we'll see 100% vegan shoes. Bro, what's the myth around ocean plastic? Like what is ocean plastic firstly and how good it is actually for the environment when brands are using ocean plastic to make sneakers? I mean it's a great initiative. I feel uh, if they do it right then I mean it's really helping the environment um but again I don't know how much as I um, told you earlier like Adidas making like those ocean parlay or uh, ultra boosts and stuff they use ocean plastic but they also that's only a percentage of the shoe they're also using um normal like plastic. normal plastic yeah so again i feel like that is because they have to like it's maybe it's like impossible at the moment to 100% use ocean plastic recycled plastic but it could happen in the future again like with innovation with new technologies i'm sure they'll crack it and but right now it's like they're using ocean plastic as a percentage of the entire shoe mm-hmm. and they are just marketing it as ocean plastic and people just think oh yeah, wow it's yeah. like environment friendly again like this was uh, i don't quote me on this i'm not i have read something related to this where um one of the brands i don't know not sure if it was nike or adidas who were 
advertising it as recycled plastic um, shoes but they didn't have the minimum threshold percentage that they have to use in the shoe for to market it as a recycled plastic shoe or something okay so i think that's something that they got called out for right so i mean as long as brands are being called out for it they will put in that effort to actually end up making like 100% recycled shoes bro and for you as a customizer let's say like i come in and you know tell you something like i want this material only or i want a vegan this thing material whatever like right. pineapple or yeah. leather something like that only so then how difficult it is for you also to source that material oh uh, it's what i've experienced in india is um, trying to get a hold of it in small quantities is hard like uh, suppliers will happily sell you quantities in bulk but uh, just to get like if i just want one sheet of pineapple leather it's difficult but like, it's expensive right? it is expensive it how, is how much like how uh, much does it cost i would say it's probably very, pretty similar to cow leather or extend regular leather uh regular leather would probably be around 2 to 3k for like a 10 square foot hide like that's basic quality i'm not talking about the higher end quality and and even when you're like making the shoe mm-hmm. you know like customizing it do you like tamper with the material a bit in as way. in like the essence of the shoe is the leather and everything else right so when you're building it back up you're using the same materials right or you change the materials ideally i'm using better better material yeah, yeah so just explain that uh, to me right if you look at not even like the jordan 1 highs or the more expensive jordans or adidas pairs just the standard general release like the 8k 9k dunks that you see i there was um, there's this youtuber called rose and will uh, he cuts through shoes sneakers boots everything he just cuts through them burns the leather does all these kinds of tests to see if what you're paying for is actually worth it okay and when he cut through a dunk it was like the leather was also pretty much plastic like it it was very super thin leather coated with plastic to make it look a little more expensive so what i do is i try to use the best quality um leather that i can find you know durable stuff that isn't you know really flimsy isn't too thin is going to last like for you, you can wear that ideally for 30 40 years and also because i want the shoe to last like any customer who has bought a pair from me and says you know the the shoe is like breaking apart or something i will happily fix it for them for no extra charge right bro i think it's a big scam when you like actually go into the integrities of it of every shoe that's mm. there by the corporations yeah yeah you'll find a lot of it how it's marketed and what is actually out there the reality it's like very different right 100% like they are trying to cut costs at every corner exactly so like, bro like let's get to the money part it's my favorite part <laughs> uh how much of a 10k shoe and if i just like let's say i customize it a bit right. i write my initials on it um i add an extra swoosh or something like that and the colors are more or less the same and it's the base cost is 10k how much can you like sell it for just minimal customization just you're saying yeah a minimalist shoe again like i feel like it depends on the artist artist yeah one artist might charge 15k for that on top of the price of the shoe one might charge 5k it depends on who you go to 
बट मोस्ट लाइक इट्स ऑलमोस्ट लाइक अ टाटू आर्टिस्ट लाइक मोस्ट आर्टिस्ट इफ यू गो टू दैम एंड से आई जिस वॉन्ट एन ए और बी बी लाइक आइडिया Exactly. What you want, yeah. And then they will probably guide you as to you know this will look better, this will like last longer or something like that. It's the same concept, and it's the same concept also. Like if you go to an artist and say, "Yeah, I want to copy this." Yeah, yeah. I'll I've had that. Be like I don't like it defeats the point of what I'm doing is like I want to create something that is personal to you, that only you are gonna relate to, and. that will make it more meaningful to you like if you just copy another no, but, artist yeah coming to that what was the best shoe that you've customer like someone came to you and they uh, you know like they gave you an idea like i want this and you're like fuck that's a really good idea oh i mean it's as of now so far i haven't had that but i would say that it's some uh, one of the pairs that i made yeah which i i blew my own mind i was like i have to like make this pair because i it i had that design set for like a year year and a half on my ipad and i finally like made it and it was as good as i thought it would be it was a air jordan one like inspired by a bottle of wine okay and on that the leather was completely hand dyed uh hand polished everything so any time like i make that pair again it will never be the same as the previous one so that's another thing like again like a tattoo like everyone you do will be completely different bro on an average if i'm a customizer and if i'm a beginner um let's say what, what is the average between a beginner and a uh, like a guy who's just like good enough like one year into it and a guy who's like an experienced person you take all these three people and what do you think is the average margins that you can sell off in a shoe on a basic shoe i mean i feel like if you're a experienced person who's established you can make 400 500 600% like however much you want to make cuz if you have that demand and you know people are going to come to you because they trust your work more than anyone else's then they are bound to pay what you are charging and to get to that level now you went to a proper like sneaker mm. school in london everything there are people who there, there's nothing like out, out there yeah. like it's yeah. here you know like yeah. nothing's out here so how do if i want to get started i have i'm just passionate about sneakers but i really i'm not that creative mm. and i really don't know the techniques of how to do it right yeah. so can you just tell me like two differences one if i'm a design student and if i want to get into it how do i do it and if i'm a non design student like you know someone who's in like finance getting into it yeah. how do i start getting into it so the most basic way to get into it and what i have seen a lot of people try is you buy a shoe and just deconstruct it take it apart okay figure out how it's like been put together try it yourself just get a standard sewing machine you can get a cheap one for like 10 to 
15k yeah get some leather leather is also like if you get cheap leather it's one 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 and a half k for a full shoe and then try it yourself like chances are the first few attempts you will fail but in the end you'll probably end up making a shoe that resembles a decent sneaker so that's the basic way of going about it just deconstructing reconstructing the better and like more experienced way of doing it is um, going to a school or a workshop where they will teach you all the the details the fine the foundations of making a shoe that's what i did was going i went to a shoemaker who's been making shoes for over 10 years and he taught me everything from pattern making to like stitching to like the basics of shoe making that you need to know to make any shoe if you do that you're well equipped you're better equipped to go and make shoes but also like make your own designs maybe like that's how like i turned a jordan 1 into a loafer like i made a pair of jordan 1 loafers and if you don't know how to edit patterns or make your own patterns it's very hard to do something like that yeah so let's say if there's one option to go to a sneaker school not a lot of people want to do that or afford that kind of option yeah. there's one option to do it yourself deconstruct and reconstruct it mm-hmm. right isn't there anything online like a very cheaper source and an effective source to learn something uh so a few designers as well as london sneaker school have their own online course so you can if you go to them in person um learn the take the 5 day course that's around 2000 pounds whereas if you buy the online course it's like 500 pounds and they'll send you the basic materials and the tools that you require to make the the shoe okay they only give it yeah, to you yeah only thing you will need is your own sewing machine yeah so how much does that cost i don't know again that. like um it can the cheap ones you can get for like 10 15k something that um, will do the job it won't be the best but it'll do the job uh ideally you need a post bed which starts at around 30k again that's like the cheaper uh, range but it can go up to like 2 lakhs 3 lakhs whatever so the average let's say 1 lakh or something yeah, right yeah, yeah. so the entire investment for the online course and the sewing machine is 1.5 mm. and every and around that yeah, you can just yeah, yeah. get done and but like, that will enable you to make one shoe oh like you can make one pair mm. but then you have the pattern and then you can go buy other leather and you can get the donor soles so that increases your cost yeah. right? for every shoe if exactly. you have to buy the material exactly. and everything right yeah bro so the last question for today i have is what is next for you and what are you trying to do uh now having like my main aim up to this time up to like january feb feb was when i had the event uh, as part of the rgo um, exhibition the aim was just to get the name out but more importantly get people to know about this like people in india have no idea about what i'm doing or if it that it's even a thing yeah so the main aim up until now was that just raise that awareness that you know this is what i'm doing and this is something that's been happening for years out in the west so now having raised that awareness having made people aware of what this is and the, this is a thing and it's very popular the next step is to now open a studio uh hopefully like 
open it to open up open it up to people so that they can come in have a look you know just spend some time there and get uh maybe get an get a better appreciation of what the, the craft is yeah and then eventually maybe in a few years down the line start doing what london sneaker school does is you know start having these courses and whoever does want to come and learn like they can thank you so much bro for coming out here um, it was a genuinely very uh, intellectual conversation that i had uh, i got to learn a lot of stuff today so thank you for being here man and i appreciate it thank you thank you for having me i mean i really this is the first pod- podcast i'm doing so i hope i did well <laughs> and uh, yeah man it was a great chat and i hope more people will be aware of this just i just want to like bro no the design the is art. like very interesting so i think more people will at least be intrigued about it like what the fuck is this you know yeah, so yeah let's see i hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as i did listen and follow the show on spotify apple podcast binge pods or anywhere you love listening to podcast don't forget to rate and review the show if you listen on apple podcast or spotify 